tonight, I, uh, we ain't got the board anyway, and you'll have to have your, you'll have to actually have your Bible or listen to me. <laughs> uh, but I, what I want to do is I got kind of a, a clump of scriptures, uh, actually uh, about five different places I want to jump to, and only a, a scripture or two in each place. But I want to read them all together. Uh, I want to read it all up front. It's not all a text, of course, but I want to read it all because it all f- is in 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 the in context with wh- wh- what I want to talk about tonight, and where the Lord has uh, has guided me. So, in order to do that, uh, I felt like maybe we'll just, uh, of course, we've we've said one prayer. So, uh, what I feel like I want to do is I want to read these, and then we'll, we'll have a word of prayer, and uh, and then uh, we'll just believe the Lord. So, I'm gonna read one verse tonight out of Genesis eight. In verse 22, and then I'm going to jump to Judges, and then to Samuel, and then Matthew, and then John. I know that's that's stretching. That's about the, that's about from one end to the other, ain't it? Amen. Almost, almost. But Genesis 8 and 22, uh, common scriptures for a lot of people. Um, Genesis 8 and 22 says this. I'll give you a little minute because I know we ain't got the board. I'm used to spitting them out and the board being there, but I'll give you a minute to catch up. Genesis 8:22 says this. It says, while the earth remaineth, how many's heard this one? Seed, time, and harvest. And he goes on, he says, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. For how long? As long as the earth remains. Amen. That disqualifies it, don't it? That just kind of gives you the parameters of how long. And especially I want you to. To dial in on seed, time, and harvest. Amen. Now let's jump over to Judges, if you will. Judges chapter 6. I want to read, uh, read about three scriptures there. Maybe, maybe I'll just read four. That way I can cover the, from even where it began. Judges 6 and 1, it says this. And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. And the Lord delivered them into the hand of Midian seven years and the hand of Midian prevailed against Israel. And because of the Midianites, the children of Israel made them the dens and in the mountains and caves and strongholds. And so it was when Israel had, had sown that the Midianites, I want you to catch that, Israel would sow their seed. The Midianites would come up and the Amalekites and the children of the east, even they came against them, against the children of Israel. And they encamped against them, verse 4, and destroyed the increase. I want you to hear that one more time. They would destroy the harvest. That's what he's saying. They would destroy the harvest. They would destroy the increase of the earth till thou come to Gaza. And they left no sustenance for Israel, neither for sheep nor ox nor ass. I want you to jump over just for a moment to 2 Samuel 23. I'm reading all these up front so I can just let her rip. Tater chip. <laughs> Second Samuel 23, I want to read two verses. And of course, this is, this is taken out of, out of uh, David's mighty men. And it's this one particular guy in verse 11. His name was Shammah. And it says this, and after him was Shammah, the son of Aji, the Harriite. Amen. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I do when I read the Bible. When I read stuff like that, I just can't help it. Uh, I, I got. I even got thoughts on stuff like that, but I'll just keep them to myself. Anyway, anyway, and the Philistines were gathered together into a troop, where where was a piece of ground full of lentils, pea patch, bean patch, pea patch, 
whatever. But anyway, and the people fled from the Philistines. They was coming for the harvest, coming for the pea patch. And the Bible says, oh, but Shama, Shama, he stood in the midst of that ground. And he defended it. And he slew the Philistines. And the Lord worked a great victory. All right. Uh, I want to jump over to, if you don't mind, to Matthew. Matthew 9. Almost done. Almost done. A couple of verses right here. Matthew 9, th- verse 36 through 38. The Bible says this. And it's talking about Jesus. The Bible says that. When he, Jesus, when Jesus saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and they were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Then saith he to his disciples, teaching moment, teaching moment he was telling them. Then he saith to his disciples, the harvest is truly plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. One more. John. John 4. John 4. And we'll read. Let's just start with verse 31. But he said, once again, this is Jesus. Of course, they had come back. And, and I, I'm not going to fill it all in yet, but he had come back. Uh, the disciples had come back where he had been. But anyway, he says, I have meat to eat that you know not of. Therefore said his disciples one to another, Hath any man brought him uh, something to eat? And Jesus saith unto him, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. Say ye not that there are yet four months. That, that was one of their sayings in that time as a, an agriculture culture, and uh, that sounds weird. An agricultural culture, uh, but it was it was a saying, kind of like we've got sayings in our culture. But it was a saying of theirs that they would say, "Well, there's four months till the harvest." That's why Jesus was saying, "You know, just don't say that, because he, he he's taking it somewhere else." But he says, "Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields; for they are white already to harvest." White already to harvest. Amen. Let's, uh, let's take time and let's just pray over this word tonight. And uh, once you can tell where I'm going maybe, I want to talk to you about the edge of the harvest tonight. The edge of the harvest. And uh, let's just believe the Lord uh, to bless our time. Father, I thank you for your word tonight. Thank you for being able to gather here tonight. Uh, and I pray, Lord, that you'll help me, Lord, as, as you've even stirred this in my heart and it's become a passionate point. Even for me, Lord, allow that to, to, to spew over. Allow me to, to preach it in that way, Lord, and instill it in the hearts, Lord, the way that you desire here tonight, dear God. Use your word. Use your word for the building up of your body. Use your word to equip laborers tonight even, Lord. Use your word, Lord, to uh, edify and to build up uh, this wonderful church body. Now, Lord, I love you tonight. I believe you to do it. It's, it's, it's all you, God. It's all you, none of me. And uh, we honor and praise you. Name of our great Savior, our coming King, in Christ Jesus' name. And all this church agree and say, Amen. Come on, let's thank the Lord tonight. Amen. Amen. Let's thank the Lord. Hey. Amen. Amen. Uh, I, I believe, and this is some of this. I, I want to just say this. I believe this though tonight. I believe 
uh, I believe that God is doing some very deep things, and, and not just here. Uh, I, I mean that. I, I believe there's a stir, a genuine stir uh, that's going on in, in, in pockets and bodies and, and, and people that, that, that believe. I do, like never before. Uh, I, I believe it, I believe there's some something, and I do believe it's a, something very deep going on here at this church. I really do, and amongst this body, I believe there's some very big things. I I, I believe I believe we're on the verge of of some some moments, some God moments, some on the verge of some things, uh, even a, a next season, if you will, uh, another step, and makes it exciting, uh, makes it stirring, makes it hard to rest, makes it hard uh, makes it hard to, to to focus on anything else. But which which why would you want to? But but. But, but uh, my, my heart is that uh, I want to understand, try to, as best I can, understand this season and, and, and try to engage in it, try to, try to, try to, try to grasp it in the fullness, the best that I can anyway. Uh, I know that a season like this, and that's why I feel like the Lord has led me into this piece of word tonight, uh, seasons like this demand great focus. Very great focus. Uh, I feel like that. I feel like it really, it takes that attention. It takes that discernment. It, it, you, won't, you won't get fully over in the moment or you won't fully embrace the whole work of what the Lord's trying to do lest you are focused. You, you, I don't think you can just accidentally, I don't think you can just accidentally or whimsically wander in and, and, and stay in it. I mean, I think, I think you can have moments of it, but I think it takes the great focus to stay, to stay on it and to stay with it and stay, stay where you need to be. And, and I, feel like, I feel like that's why the Lord has, has led me uh, to this piece of Scripture because I do, I, I, I've, I've, often, I've often been careful to even use some of the words that I'm going to use tonight. But uh, I like this piece of word tonight. And uh, I like what Jesus said. Uh, in the Matthew scripture and really referred even somewhat in the John scripture but he said this he said that the harvest is plenteous I want you to think about that a minute and it is the harvest is plenteous and I and 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 he really he really he really reason he said that if you remember in in Matthew 9 he was actually looking upon the, the world he was looking upon his Peace of the world. He was looking upon where he was at at that time, and and the Bible says the Bible says the things he saw, the things he saw would move him. The things he saw he was would be moved by compassion. The things he saw uh, he sorrowed for. He he hurt for. He saw people scattered. He saw people weary. He saw man fainting. He saw he saw people without guidance, without instruction. He saw he saw man in a mess. And, and from that, here's, here's what he said, here's what he said. From, from that sight, from, from sorrowful sights, he deducted, he deducted, he concluded that, that there was a great harvest in that. You think about that. Because of the sorrow, because, because of what he saw, there was a great harvest. He said, it's plenteous. And I'm going to come back to that in a minute, but that's, that's what he saw. From the things that he, the sights of his age. I just wonder tonight, I just wonder tonight, the sights of our age. Do you, do you see much to be sorrowful about? 
enough to move you. Because if, if, if it is, I just want to tell you, I just want to jump in on Jesus' bandwagon here and say, if you do, well, I'm just going to tell you, the harvest is plenteous then. There's plenty, there's plenty of room. There's plenty of room for harvesting. There's plenty of room to work. Plenty of opportunity. Plenty of chances. If we'll just look. One other place, remember, he said, lift up your eyes. And I, I gotta I gotta hold back because I'm about to rip ahead of myself, but lift up your eyes. Just look. Just look. But but before I get too far along, he said this though. Then then on the tail end of, of his plenteous, he said, but the harvesters or the laborers, there are few. There are few. There's just, they're, they're just not enough. And I just want to say this before we go any further. I believe that this, this harvest that I'm going to speak on tonight and that we, I feel like, I feel like that we're even at the, at the cusp of. I believe it's, I believe it's, I believe it's, it's oriented and, 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 being, being pushed by the coming of Jesus Christ. I do. I do. I believe that tonight. I believe Christ's coming. Uh, that's, that's the uniqueness. That's, that's the specialness. That's, that's the season I feel like that, that I'm sensing. That, that it's, it's a harvest of that magnitude. I, I do. I really do. But, but here's, here's what I want to deal with tonight. I want to deal with just a couple things tonight. Uh, and I want to deal with, I want to deal with, especially because I, I, I don't want to, I told I believe Brother David yesterday, I definitely, and I know I've told Brother Keith that, I definitely don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss what the Lord's trying to do in this season. I, I, and, I, and, I've been, and I've been clawing and scratching with everything that was in me to, 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 stay, to, stay, to stay connected to and discerning and, and, and hooked into and, and trying to get what's next. And, and, and I'll just be honest, I don't always know what's next. And, and sometimes it just comes on a Wednesday or it comes on a Thursday and, and comes on a Sunday morning and you just come tell Brother Keith, I say, you want to do Friday night? I'm going to announce it this morning if you want to. I'm serious. That's what we did, standing right over there Sunday morning. I said, I said, I just sensed the Lord would have us do Friday night. I said, how do you feel about that? And he just. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Uh, trying to stay, stay connected, because I don't want to miss, I've told you, I don't want to miss anything that the Lord's wanting to do. Amen. Not at all. So, so, so but, but here, here's, here's what I want you to, to dig into. I don't want to be part of the problem where there was a few. And I just want to touch on that a little bit tonight. Because if it's plenteous, if it's plenteous, I wonder where is the problem? And that's where I kind of got, got going. And I just, I just got three things. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. I just got three Three really small things. And then about a 14-minute closing. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But three things that I feel like, that I do feel like makes it the few, that, that limits, it cuts down. And, and I'd just like to kind of deal with that tonight just a little bit. And, and the first one, I'm gonna, it's kind of baseline. It's kind of, kind of foundational. But I feel, like, I feel like one of the reasons that, that there are and even this age that we live in, few harvesters, few laborers for the age that we're living in. Here's what I believe. Here's what I know about harvest. Harvest is a hard thing. 
I want to say that. Harvest is a hard thing. Now, here's, here's, what, I, here's, what, I, here's what I want to know. Most of y'all are from rural America, rural Virginia. A lot of y'all are. Some of y'all are not. Uh, some of you didn't grow up on a farm, lived on a farm, still farm all your life. Got dirt under my fingernails even now or something worse. Just saying, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> who knows where these hands been today? You don't ever know. Uh, but anyway, 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 uh, coming from that concept, coming from that realm of, uh, of I, I really, when, when I hear various words, various ideas, especially like this, my idea, see, I didn't, and I didn't know this for a long time, but my idea of a lot of times is different from what maybe some of your ideas is. And, and, and I know from the church world, from the church world, I begin to learn uh, that, that harvest sometimes means something totally different to some people than it would me, a farmer, coming, coming from a lifelong journey of farming. Uh, I, I know from the church world, the concept, the concept of harvest is, I'm about to get something. Something's coming in. So if you thought when I brought up the thought of harvest that we, we was going to hype it up tonight, I, I'm sorry, we're not. Because that's not my concept. And that's not, that's not how Jesus teaches it. Now, there might be spots of that, but Jesus tonight in the word I'm bringing to you, he teaches the harvest something different. And the concept he's bringing is this agricultural concept. And he had, he and his listeners of his day had a very clear understanding when the word harvest was brought out. They knew right off the bat that, hey, harvest is hard. It's hard. It's hard. Matter of fact, I want to say this. I want to say this. And I believe this. I know in my dealings with, with farming and with harvesting, especially hay or what have you, I know it's the hardest season I face. It is. Harvest. But I'm saying this, I'm saying this to prepare us. That there'll be no none drop out. I want you to know. I want you to know the season we're going into is harvest. But I want you to know this, it's hard. It's hard. It's the hardest season. It's the hardest season. Get us a pizza, Paul. <laughs> Tell him make it mega size. Uh, <laughs> I always like doing that, especially the people sitting on the front row. <laughs> I couldn't ignore it, could I? I could have just ignored it and kept preaching, but no, not me. But anyway, anyway. It's the hardest seed. It's more than planting. It's more than fertilizing. It's, it's harder than, than watering. It's harder than any other season. It's the season that kicks in that, that it is sundown, the sun up to sundown. It, it, it's, it's a season of, of loss. This is the season. This is the season that I believe Paul was teaching us where men get weary. In Galatians 6 9. He, he said, let us not be weary in this well-doing. Because if we don't, in due season, we shall reap. What's that? harvest. We shall reap. And he's talking about 
it's in the harvest part of it where I feel like men get weary, where men tire because it's long. And it is tiresome, and it is greasy, it is sweaty, it's, it's tough at times, it's, it's, it's a hard way sometimes, it's long. Amen. This is a season that demands action. Are you hearing me? It demands action. It demands a commitment. It demands faithfulness. It, it, it demands labor. It demands work. Continuous. It's got to be done or it's lost. It's one of the only seasons that you don't get to pick the season. Or you don't get to pick it when you do it. you got to go when it's time to reap. You can't wait a week. You can't wait two. you got to go. Amen. I, 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 hope, I hope you're tracking with me on that. I really do. But I, I believe that one of the reasons, one of the reasons it, it, it few, it's part of the few is, is the very reason of what I'm talking about, that many find it hard. It's hard. It's just hard. Amen. I read you a couple of stories a while ago that takes us into the second thing I want to talk to you. See, I'm already up to number two. We are trolling, man. We are trolling. Uh, but it brings us into this second part. Here's what I want you to know about the harvest, something about the harvest hill. And, and, and you see it in some of the scriptures that I read you tonight that I'll go back and bring back out. But we see, we see that the harvest field is actually a battlefield. The harvest field is actually a battlefield. I want you to get that. And we've seen that in the story. We've seen that, we've seen that in Judges. We've seen that it wasn't till, till the time of increase. It was, I know the enemy will come at any time. I know that. I know he'll come try to steal the seed even. But, but especially at the harvest. That he'll come and try to destroy the increase. Destroy. This is Wednesday night stuff. I, I, I guess you, you're used to that, ain't you? Try to destroy the increase. Right, here's what I want to tell you. I, I, and I believe that tonight. Especially when, especially, well, I believe it's about anything. And this is in, in our world today. Anything that's valuable. Anything. Anything that's valuable. Whatever you got, whether it's material, but especially spiritual. But anything that's valuable draws to the thief. Always. Anything. Anything. I don't care what it is. I've had people steal my junk because they thought it was valuable. I'm like, oh, thank you for taking that out of my yard. I don't have to haul that junk off now. How many know what I'm talking about? Anything that's valuable, it draws the thief. He comes, and, and, and I know if there's anything more valuable than the harvest of, of spiritualness, spirituality, the harvest of souls, the harvest of mankind, the harvest of the end day, the harvest of a soul that's in the balance, I know he's coming. I know he's coming. 
because there's nothing no more valuable. Nothing. I believe that the enemy especially comes then. He especially comes to destroy the increase. Amen. Amen. I, I, I like that story that we read out of 2 Samuel 23 because it, it really shows the heart of one what we got to be prepared for about being a shama. Shama. Shama was a different kind of dude. In, in, in judges, in judges, a lot of them, when the enemy would come to steal the increase, they'd hide here and hide there in dens and caves and rocks, and, and they'd just kind of give the increase over. They'd kind of give it over unto whatever enemy it was that was coming to steal it. They'd just kind of get out of the way and say, you know what, I, I'm, just not, I'm not fighting for this. So I like Shama. Shama was a different kind of bird. Shama was the kind of guy that it takes in the harvest. A guy, a guy that will get right up in the middle of his pea patch. Get right up in the middle of the beans. Whatever, whatever you want to think lentils are. I don't think it really matters, but whatever. But, but he's, a, he's, a, he's a man that will not be run out of the field. Will not be run out. I want you to get that in your heart. Because that's what it's going to take. Because this, this battle, it, it is strategic. And it's time. And it's, it's strategic that, that the, enemy, the enemy has come at that moment. Because souls are in the balance. Because lives, maybe, maybe, maybe livelihoods, maybe entire families are in this balance. Amen. Amen. And maybe it's just the enemy that stands between us. And the harvest. I just want you to know you're going to have to fight for it. You still got any fight left? You still got any fight left? Got any fight left down in you? Still willing to fight for it? I believe that tonight. Still willing to, to, to fight for it? Amen. Amen. Here's, here's what I know about him. You just well and get ready to say because he's going to keep coming back. If you don't fight for it, he'll come back again. He's like he's like he's like this the lunchtime bully. He wants your quarter. Boy, probably five dollars now. I don't know what school lunches cost now, but I bet it ain't a quarter. <laughs> Amen. I remember ice cream was a dime. Amen. Y'all have heard that story. <laughs> but, but he wants your quarter or your dime. He wants your ice, he wants your popsicle, whatever. He's the bully. And, and if you don't defeat him, he's coming back. He's coming back. Shama was a man that would stand his ground. Stand your ground. Stand your ground. That's what it's going to take. That's what it's going to be in this hour that we live in. Stand your ground. I like Shama's name. I don't think it's by accident. I know names are very significant, especially in Scripture. Places, even places, names of places, very significant. The Shama, Shama. I like that, Shama. It means that the Lord is with me. The Lord, the Lord is with me. He's present. He's with me. He stand his ground. And it was through that, through that, through that, that the Lord when you stand your ground, that's all, that's all he's asking to do, really. 
stand your ground because then the Lord is with you. I believe that. If all you can do is stand, remember, having done all, just stand. Yeah. And, and the Lord is with you. Shama, Jehovah Shama. That makes sense. He's with you. And it was through that that the Lord, did you hear what the Bible says in the last part of that verse? The Lord worked the victory. All Shama did was stand in the pea patch. All Shama did was make his stand. And the Lord worked the victory. All he did was stand. back off he just stood amen amen the third thing we're racing right along third thing I want you to think back to think right with me to John John 4 John 4 first that's a beautiful story anyway and we got time to touch it all but just a quick setting remember remember Jesus and his disciples as they were traveling coming from Judea, the lower part, going back to Galilee, the northern part. And actually, actually, I, I don't know if you, most, most of you might know it, but, but actually Samaria is on the way. But, but, but in that day, the Jews would, they would walk around it. They'd walk around. Although it was out of the way, it was further to go around. If you really look at it from where they were to where they were going. But I just want to tell you something. Sometimes, so, 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 sometimes, sometimes the things that a lot of the people are walking around. Uh, this works out. Yeah. Maybe you need to go through. Anyway, anyway, anyway. As, as, as they, he says, I, we must needs. We must needs go through. There's this great need to go through. We're going to go through it. Of course, it's taboo. It was the worst scenario. I don't know. I, I don't even know what we could say, but it was it was a, it was a very much of a division, a divisiveness. It was a, a hatred. It was a, a, a prejudiceness. It, it was it was bitter. It was raw, and, and it was just something that they didn't do. But but they, we must needs go through. So they started up through, started up through, and they got to that little well. Remember that little well, Jacob's well. They got that little well, and, and in the middle of the day middle of the day, and, and that's where Jesus found that, that little woman. That woman, he's, he's sitting there on the well, and there comes the little woman who, who, who's had, a, who's had a, a, a colorful life. Is, is that putting it? Had a colorful life. You know, six, six, six husbands, or six, five husbands, and the one she's with now, she, well, just, you know, anyway, anyway, anyway. Jesus, I, I thought about I, I thought about this story a lot of different ways, but and it's like Keith was saying, there's like 70 layers to these stories, and there is, uh, there is the priests they they, they they teach that, but but there's like these layers and layers and layers. But I thought about it, if you really look at that, this really sounds like this really sounds like a pickup line. I mean, it really does in her mind, especially from from her background, from her. She, he says, you you got any water, sister? <laughs> Hey, how about a cool drink? I, I don't know how it went down. I just, 
I'm just saying, I'm just saying, to her, she's hearing different than what Jesus is saying. You know, ever, ever, what's, ever what we've been, ever what we, we've been, it's been burned into our being, we're hearing it through those ears. And she's hearing, pick up, pick up. It takes a minute. It takes a minute to, for Jesus to work through that, I, I believe. That's just my assumption. But, but of course, because you don't even got nothing to draw with, and da 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 da, and 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 and, and finally, finally, it all gets down to the point where he he discloses to her. You know, she figures out, man, you are the memory. He 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 told her all that she had done, all that she was, everything that was about her, and and it, she said, "You are the Messiah." I mean, awesome. You are him. She gets fired up about that, and she, and she rips off, remember, to go tell the rest of the city, to tell the city. I thought about how much clout could this woman really have? I mean, serious. I'm just, I just want you to think about it. But, but I mean, can you imagine? She's running back, telling all the city, I, I have found this man. They're like, yeah, we're pretty sure of that. Found another one. Oh, no, 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 no. She said, I have found one who's told me all, all that I've done. All that I've done. All that I am. And he's the Messiah. And and I don't know what was going on, but but I believe the men started coming out to see what kind of man could this be. And I believe the women were going just to make sure the men, I'm just saying. But, I mean, who knows? But here's, here's the heart of what it says. But Jesus... Jesus goes through all of that. Of course, he's, he, he's there and when the disciples come back. Remember, the disciples have come back because they went to get food. Remember? They went to get food. They bring the food back. And, and Jesus said, you know, I've got meat. To, I'm not hungry. I'm, I've got meat to eat that you don't know none. No, not of. And my, my meat is to finish, remember? Finish, finish, finish the. Say it. Say it with me. Work. Harvest is hard. Finish the work. It's work. Work of my Father. His will. I've come to finish. I've come to finish that. I've wanted to finish that. And, and, and you know what they say? Who, 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 who got him something to eat? Where, who, who went to Bojangles and didn't even tell us? You know how church people are. They jealous. Come on, not y'all, but other church people. You know how other church people are. Who, who, who in the world bung him bojangles? And they didn't even get our order. There ought to be an amen right there, because you know how we are. You know how we are. They didn't even, they didn't even ask me what I want. Anyway, anyway, Jesus, Jesus gets down to it finally, though. He gets down to it, and, and he brings out, he, he begins to tell them about the harvest. He said, don't say that it's, that it's four months away. What he was doing, he had took them through the, I, I just, here's what I come to the conclusion. That story was more for the disciples. This was teaching. 
So somebody would know how to harvest after he leaves. Now, the woman, I'm sure she's quite a beneficiary, and I'm sure she needed it. She needed this for sure. But, but this is teaching. This is harvest teaching. So that they would know. So that the church would know how to harvest. And he says this. He says, he says say not, say not, say not. Because that's how I know this was for them. Because he starts teaching. Say not. He, he, he leaves the story with the woman. He leaves off. He goes straight to them now. He says, say not that there's still four months. Don't put the harvest off. Don't act like it's still out there. Don't act like it's, it's later on. Don't act like we can just jump in anytime. Don't act. No, no, no. It, the season is now. But then he says this. This is the part that got me. He says this. He says, he said, lift up your eyes. Lift up your eyes. Because they was hung on Bojangles. They were distracted by Bojangles. Or whatever. Lift up your eyes. This is what he said. For the fields are white. White. If I had a, a title, and I'm just now getting to the title, but I'm almost done. So everybody, it'll be all right. It's all right. But here's just the title part. If I had one, really, this would be it. The fields are white, but the laborers are green. Fields are white, but the laborers are green. And that's what Jesus is doing. He says, lift up your eyes. And when I th thought about this, I thought about what he's trying to say right here. Because when you think about the time, I think the disciples at that time had to look at each other about, what's he mean they're white? Does he not know the situations? Does he not know the times in which we're living? Does he not see the oppression? Does he not see the stress? Does he not see the position? Does he not see the affliction? Does he not see the, the somewhat bondage that we live in under the iron fist of Rome? Does, does, he, not, does he not understand uh, the, the situation? What does he mean? I'm not seeing. I can just imagine. They would probably, I, I don't know this. This is an assumption, but I know how men are. They probably poked one another standing in the kind of couple of the disciples in the back and said, said, what kind of evidence is I don't see anything that looks like harvest. And maybe you're like that tonight. And you've been sitting there this whole time, me talking about harvest. And maybe you've been kind of poking yourself and saying, well, I don't know what that preacher's talking about. Has he watched the daily news? Has he watched the nightly news? Has he seen how dark, how dark these times are? Has he got a good look? And what's going on? I mean, my God, Iran's fixing to, to shoot off this, and this is going on, and, and, and morality's here, and, and this is there, and this is all oh, crazy over here. Everything is, does he know what's Does this preach? What does he mean? The harvest is nigh. What does he mean? I've come to tell you, lift up your eyes. Lift up your eyes. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Lift up your eyes. Because even in the, when, when it's the darkest times, the darkest, the darkest of times, that's when the fields are whitest than ever. They're at their whitest point ever. That's when the harvest is the most ripe. When it's at its worst, at its darkest. There's no big stir going on. There's no big multitudes coming to Christ at that time. There's no thousands. 
Oh, they was all trying to get in on a fish dinner or following him around for the miracles and the sign belt. Remember in John 6 when it got down to the nitty-gritty and he started bringing out some, some true doctrine? They all left. But then they said, where else will we go? We, don't, we can't go anywhere. The only ones that stuck in there is the ones that didn't have nowhere else to go. And he's talking about harvest. You're talking about a harvest. That's why I come tonight to talk about harvest in the worst of times, in the darkest of times. When at the time maybe it don't look like it in some areas. We're blessed. We do see a small stir. We do see pockets. But overall, in our world, it's dark as it's ever been. It's as nasty as you'll ever see it. But that's when you need not be distracted by the darkness. Don't you be distracted by the darkness. Lift up your eyes. My God, it's whiter. It's whiter than it's ever been. It's whiter. It's whiter than it's ever been. Never been this white. So say not. Say not in a while. No, 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 no. It's now. It's here. Amen. Don't let this darkness distract us. Amen. Don't let the darkness limit the harvest. Don't let the darkness limit what God wants to do in the harvest. Keep, keep that on your heart. It's, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that darkness. Amen. Amen. I know I got I to bring this in somewhere here. But, but think about it. Think about it. Think about it. It was a dark time. The things weren't looking good. But he said, that's when. Don't you, don't you know that's true? Don't you know that's true for our world when it's in its worst place? Don't you know that's true in people's life when they're in their worst place? When they're in their darkest time? That's when it's most likely. When they hurt the worst. When they hurt the worst. Where there's no, no sometimes even a glimmer of hope for them. That's when it's ripe. Ripe up. Amen. That's what Jesus found. He tried to show him at that well. He tried to show him. It was a woman there at her darkest moment. One of the most unlike, I don't know, I don't know if that would be who you would want to pick out to make, build a lesson on, but that's one of your most unlikely, if you was thinking, that's going to be, that we can teach this on, that we can see evangelism. This woman, I mean, she was a, a Samaritan floozy. choice of words, I know, but, 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 but that's who he decided, one of the most unlikely, I reason I tell you that tonight, the reason I bring that out is, is tonight, is, 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 is don't let the darkness in someone's life stop you from trying to harvest, no matter how dark they are, I love it when, when I, I hear things sometimes, I love it when somebody says, I, I, I've never been to church. I think it's good. I ain't got a bunch of junk to walk through. 
ain't got a bunch of junk to try to crawl over. Ain't got a bunch of stuff. Come on. Good. I'm glad. Well, you don't understand. I've been here and I've been here and I've been there and I've been there. You're going to make a great convert, man. You're going to make, you're, them's the best. I found out them, them Samaritan floozies are the best. They'll win a whole city. They'll win a, shit on my side. They'll win a whole city. Woo. Amen. Amen. I was one of those ones. I smoked some of them. I wasn't a Samaritan floozy. I was a redneck alcoholic. Come on. And, and many other things. Amen. Amen. I have to believe that tonight. We don't let the darkness, whether it's in someone or in our world, don't let the darkness. I, I, I got I to close this. The last thing he said was this, pray. Remember, pray. Pray for the laborers. I, I believe that was twofold, really. I really do. I believe we pray for the laborers. Pray for us laboring. Pray. pray. But also pray that the Lord of the harvest. Amen. Who knows who he is? That he send forth the Lord of the harvest. That he send forth. But 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 pray, pray for the laborers. Pray for the laborers. You know what what keeps us from praying? I believe it's two things. In this in in, in here, pray for the laborers. I, I believe it's two things. I believe we don't we don't pray, we don't pray for the passionately. We don't pray that for the Lord of the harvest. To send forth passionately. We don't pray that passionately if, if we're not willing to work in it. If we're not willing to work in it. You're not going to pray very passionately. If you're, not, if you're not involved in the harvest. But if you're involved in the harvest, I found that them folk, they pray passionately. Amen. Amen. And also, I'll say this. I'll say this. I'll say if we're not involved in the harvest, it's hard to pray. Because it, it's hard to pray for something you ain't willing to work for. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, like, that's like whatever, if, if you got the gift of prophecy and, and you want to get up and you want to prophesy some great work, well, I'm great with it. You prophesy. You tell it. But I'll tell you what, once you get done prophesying and you've prophesied out a big work, you better be willing to work in it too. Don't you prophesy and go on out the door. Uh-uh. No, no. You better be willing to work. I don't want to hear you prophesy unless you're willing to roll up your sleeves and work too. Hey! I, I, I fear I've muddled around a little bit there and beat around, but but the heart of it tonight is 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 ready for the ready for the harvest. Don't matter how dark it is. Don't ready for the battle because that's what it'll be. You better be shaman. If you commit to the harvest, you better you better be ready to stand in the pea patch and and let God work a, a victory. Yeah, you better be ready for the hard things. You better be ready for the for those weary seasons. 
Amen. Amen. Tonight, what I'd like to just do is, 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 is that is exactly what Jesus commanded us to do, and that's pray. Pray for, pray with. I do. This is this is that season. I feel that. We got a lot of things. We got a lot of exciting things going on that that really that really edge that on in my spirit. I, I think I said something like this the other day, or maybe maybe on that there Facebook. I said, I said, I said, I said, with 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 all the things that's going on, with the stir that's going on in this church, it, it's hard to take it easy. I, I, it, it's not easy to take it easy right now. I cannot. I cannot take it easy right now because of the stir. Too much of a stir. And I do. I believe we're at that place of, man, great things for God. But they're hard. I'm not talking about gravy and strawberries and bubble bath. No, I'm talking about hard. Harvest is hard. It's sweaty. It's, it's grueling. But my God in heaven, ain't it rewarding? Ain't it? Ain't it glorious? It is. It is. I feel like the Lord of the harvest is initiating this in our hearts and our lives. I feel like that's what he's stirring in this church. And it's because he's coming. I said because he's coming. He's coming. Christ is coming. What if this is the last season? What if this is? I'm just saying. I ain't date setting. You know I'm not. But what if he is coming? This season. What if this is the last call? Last call. Amen. I never heard nobody say on their deathbed or getting ready to meet the Lord. I've never heard nobody say, I wish I'd have done less. always heard him say, we said I did more. 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 That's harvest. That's harvest.